Welcome to St. Martin's Church in Gospel Oak on the 10th of May, the fifth Sunday of Easter. The readings for today are Acts 7, verses 55 to end, 1 Peter 2, verse 2 to 20, and the Gospel according to St. John, chapter 14, verses 1 to 14. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As I indicated a few weeks ago, I'm quite a fan of St. Thomas, the apostle who is famously remembered for doubting. For me, Thomas seems to be quite a practical and logical person, someone who desires proof, someone who is realistic in his approach. Perhaps he is a little literal, but it always struck me that he is keen to understand and is not afraid to ask tricky or unpopular questions. I have often wondered whether the apostles sighed inwardly or outwardly, whenever poor Thomas opened his mouth. As a child, I had many such questions, but not always Thomas's nerve to ask them. And in today's very familiar reading, we see Thomas do it again, asking an awkward question. This reading finds the apostles gathered together with Jesus in one of the many farewell discourses in John's Gospel account. They must have been a little confused, maybe bewildered by these conversations. It is obvious to us that they are a long goodbye, but the disciples must have been unsure what was going to happen next and feeling uneasy or disquieted. We know that although they have been close to Jesus, hearing him teach, watching him heal the sick, they have still not quite grasped his message. They are still expecting a different kind of Messiah, They are, as one writer puts it, adolescent in their understanding of Jesus' ministry and mission, longing for a worldly ruler, a prince, someone who will usher in a time of peace and justice for all in the here and now. They are not prepared for his arrest, his imprisonment, his scourging, his ignominious death on a cross, the death of a common criminal. And it is not only the death of Jesus they will have to bear. It is the death of their dreams, their hopes, their vision of what the future was to be. They will need to go through the suffering of the cross before they see the empty tomb. They will need to be frightened and scattered before they can come together to proclaim the risen Lord. It will be some time before the dawning realisation that his death is not the end, It is the beginning of his risen life amongst them. Perhaps this is why this particular reading is often read at funeral services. Indeed, it is my experience that it is the most popular reading. Jesus' patient description of his father's house as one in which all will be safe with him is possibly one of the most comforting words uttered during his time on earth. This domestic image resonates with us, providing hope, security and longed-for rest. And the questions of Thomas and Philip are not, on close reading, as irritating as they initially might appear. Because we might want those answers and assurances too. True, they break the rhythm of Jesus' speech, but isn't it wonderfully comforting to hear those questions from people who actually share Jesus' life. Just as we often do, the disciples are thinking literally, worried about the location that Jesus is going to and how they will get there. 
Jesus tries to assure them that wherever he is, they will never lose that bond of intimacy that he has forged with them because he loves them. Just as the sheep are kept close to the good shepherd, he will be close to them. The relationship is not ended, but changed. This point was made to me with wonderful clarity a few years ago when my own grandmother died. We were very close indeed, and I still miss her. Shortly after her death, I met with my spiritual director, a wonderful Anglican nun, who immediately challenged me when I described one aspect of the loss I was feeling. She is not gone, she said firmly, but the relationship has changed and she is with God. Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled. It is written in the imperative, it is a command telling the disciples to stand firm no matter what happens even when their courage leaves them, even when, like Peter, they do things they are ashamed of. And he will not leave them to stand firm alone. They will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, whom we also call the Comforter. For it is out of this comfort of knowing we are loved by God that we can find the strength to carry on. As one writer comments, What we know of God in Jesus Christ is that God has chosen not to be God without us. There has been much over the last few months to trouble our hearts. How wonderful then to listen to Jesus as he tells the disciples and us that we will not be separated even in a time of difficulty. That the God who exists in relationship the relationship of love that we call the Trinity makes space for others to join with him in his life and that we are all invited. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for joining us at St. Martin's Church in Gospel Oak. Next week, the sixth Sunday of Easter, the 17th of May, the readings will be Acts 17, verses 22 to 31, 1 Peter 3, verses 13 to end, and the Gospel according to St. John, chapter 14, verses 15 to 21.